So, Willie, what's up, man? <laughs> you got jokes already, I see. <laughs> man, you know more green to run that house, boy. You know it. Why are you over there trying to act like that? No, we got a good partnership. We got to work together, so we good. <laughs> That's what's up. So, Willie, tell us about you, man. Who are you? Uh, I'm me, man. That's I don't know how to even describe me. I'm just, uh, I, I, you know, beat. I'm on my own drum, on my own time, my own lane. I just stay within myself, man. I don't try to do too much and I, you know, stay out of other people's way, man. I'm just a, you know, I just, I'm living life, man. That's all I tell you. I'm living life, man. I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and you're you're a Dallas native, right? You're born, yes, and raised born Dallas. and raised right here in the best city in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. And so, like, so what high school did you go to here in Dallas? Oh, I went to a couple, but I graduated from Samuel in '94. But I went to Carter, and I also went to Maceo Smith. Also, we kind of okay. moved around a little bit when I was growing up, and till like my last three years of high school, we kind of stayed put at that point. Nice. So, Nice, mm -hmm. nice. And Willie, a lot of people don't know this here. Willie is a sneakerhead. <laughs> yeah, yes. so he loves sneakers. So, Will, how many <laughs> pair of sneakers you have, man? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't have a count right now. I don't have a count right now. I think uh, just Air Max alone, I think I'm at uh, probably about 20 pair of just Air Max. That's not including Jordans and Kobe's and Kyrie's and all kind of other stuff. So just Air Max. I think that's the only one I'm counting. That's my newest conquest is Air Max shoes. I I, don't, I started liking them. There's a whole story behind it. Well, <laughs> so, we, we got time. Let's hear it. Let's hear this story. Okay. Okay. All right. So I was about in the uh, seventh grade before I started liking shoes. You know, I didn't really care. I just whatever was whatever. You know, as long as my clothes were nice. It was okay, you know, that's all I thought about, you know. So I got to seventh grade and um, first day of school, I had these shoes on. They were some cheap shoes, some boats. I remember them exactly. They looked like some Nike Force 180s, but they weren't. They were the knockoff. But, you know, I didn't care about shoes until we were in first period or homeroom. And this, um, it was this guy and this girl going back and forth, you know, telling jokes on each other. And you know me, John, I love laughing. I'm going to laugh probably every day until my last day. So I was laughing extra hard. And this girl said, I know you're not over there laughing, but them big old votes on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately, everybody turned and looked right down. Even I looked and I'm like, oh, snaps. I'm not, it. I'm not what that is. And so... Um, I had a cousin. He was—he's more like an uncle because he was so much older than me. But he was like a cousin on my father's side, named Greg. And he said, "Well, when I got home from school that day, he was like, look, here's some Air Max that I got and some feelers. Wear these. Don't tear them up. Don't be playing in them or whatever. We wore the same size. They were practically brand new. Went to school the next day, and I was in the good graces of the of the community. <laughs> so." <laughs> So after that point, I started paying attention to shoes and what was hot and what was not and, you know, what I liked versus what everybody else liked. And so that's what kind of got me started way back then. So that that's how I got started in the sneaker thing. And then so happens my wife's birthday is the same day as Aramax Day. So I always try to get a pair on her birthday. And I missed up one year. We were in Vegas on her birthday and... um and they had these Air Max with her birth date on them, 326. And I was like, I'll get them later, you know, because I didn't. And man, it haunts me. I can never get those. those. Those are the missing link pair that I have not been able to get. I saw a guy in the mall walking around and some. she's like, there they go. And I'm like, yeah. So I haven't. So been you can't even them. find them online? Yeah, but I, I have a thing. I'm not going to pay a certain price for, for stuff. I, I have limits that I just. I try to wait them out on the prices. I don't want to, you know, it's not that I can't buy them. It's that I just feel like they're they're robbing me if I'm paying double what the shoe actually costs from the factory. Now, how much do they normally, what's the average price for? For a pair of Air Max, fresh, brand new, um, 
on on release day about 160. Okay, that ain't bad. Yeah, but once once the resellers get them, which they're doing with just about every shoe that comes out right now, you can pay upward depending on how limited of a release and how special the release is, like some um patterns or some clots, these different designers that'll take the Air Max and put their spin on it. Right. They can get up to man, I've seen some Air Max cost fifteen grand. <laughs> Why are you looking like that? I mean fifteen grand. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it just depends on what you want to do in the shoe in the in the sneaker game. It, it's gotten ridiculous over the last, I'm gonna say five years. It's gotten ridiculous. Before that, on release day, I could go into any store and pick up the shoe. And then they started doing the um the raffle thing. And most of the times you go to every store in the mall and get you about 10 raffle tickets. And hopefully you'll get a phone call and you'll go get them, go pick them up. Then they transitioned from that to on the uh, sneakers app, which is Nike's own app. And you have to get on there and try to get them. Well, people created bots, you know, programs that'll go and, you know, submit a million times. A program can submit way faster than an individual. So they end up getting all of the shoes, every single pair, oh, and wow. then they resell them and they determine the price at that point, what you're willing to pay. So it's, but Nike's trying to figure out a way to get around the bot. So lately I've been been able to get what I wanted off of Nike. So I, I have no complaints, but for a while I wasn't able to get anything. I was always having to go eBay or StockX or Goat or Poshmark or, you know, or sneaker conventions. I mean, it's, it's so they ridiculous. have sneaker conventions too. Oh, heck yes, heck yes. They have oh, them wow. man, all over the country. Sneaker con is probably the biggest one. They go from city to city, and then there's local ones that'll happen here between here and Oklahoma. They'll have every other weekend or so. So you can always go to those, and then they have resale shops now individuals who have those bots buying up everything or open up resale shops um there's a couple here in in mesquite and then there's all over town there's there's everywhere now it's you can't you can't go anywhere without finding them nowadays they're, they're just everywhere all these resale shops that just buy them up and sell them to you brand new in the box at the price that they determine which is ridiculous because you're normally paying about 100 to 200 over you know the actual value of what nike sold them for so they're making their money you're losing yours oh wow so now when you buy these do you wear them or do you just oh, keep them in the box yeah okay. i'm a sneaker okay. wearer i love to wear them I, I i used to know a guy he passed this past year a good friend of mine marcus mccray um me and him used to go to sneaker conventions and things like that and he loved he probably had one of the dopest sneaker collection he's not like me i'm kind of a picky sneaker collector i'm gonna pick what i like and only what i like i don't care if it's the hottest shoe if it doesn't you know touch me i don't want it you know him he would pick up any and every shoe known to man and he had a crazy collection and he would always go with three sizes me if it's not my size i'm not getting it you know he'd go if it's a nine or ten no it's 12 11 or 10 and a half he'll buy it those three sizes he's gonna buy, regardless of what kind of shoe it is. He, I mean, he had the craziest collection I've ever seen. I never seen him wear the same sneaker twice, and and we, I've known him for at least eight, nine, ten years. Never seen him wear the same sneaker twice. He had oh, so wow. many. Yeah, he had a lot of them, but he's not the biggest collection I've seen. I got another guy, Carlos. Um, He's into a uh, club promotion, so he has a lot more revenue, and he has every shoe that comes out. He has uh, the greatest connect ever. I was looking for some shoes for my son one year. He wanted these Penny Hardaways, and no store in the city had them. We, I mean, we went Oak Cliff, Duncanville, DeSoto, Cedar Hill, Fort Worth, Arlington, Frisco. I mean, everywhere in the city trying to find these shoes, and nobody had them, and we ran into Carlos at North Park and he was like, here, give me a call later on today. I'm gonna see if my guy can get him. And he called me back later that day. said, yeah, my guy can get him here. Have him by school start. He had him and oh, wow. retail price. He, he has a guy that he knows that works for Nike was able to get him. And so he has the biggest collection. I mean, he has a whole room 
full of shoes, just shoes. On, that's all that's in that room is shoes, shoes, shoes on top of shoes. He's you'll you'll see him on the sideline at the Mavericks game, sitting front row. <laughs> so oh, he, wow. yeah, he, he, wow, yeah, he he's definitely the shoe king. <laughs> so you would say you're pretty committed to that, right? You're pretty committed to your sneakers. Yeah, yes, I am. I would say so. Yes. Uh, Okay, so do you make that, that? That's a good leeway into the podcast tonight. Dope okay. dudes commit. So of course gotcha. we see Willie is super committed <laughs> to his sneaker game. He's super committed to that. So Willie, yes. do you make New Year's resolutions? I haven't made a New Year's resolution in probably fifteen years. Why not? Um, because I just. I'm kind of, if I say I'm going to do it, I just do it. I don't, I don't have to wait till the new year to do it. I can, it could be like, I take a month and, and say, okay, I'm not going to eat any, any refined sugar products, period. No bread, no nothing. I'll just do it, you know? And um, I just don't, I don't see the point in the new year's resolution. We don't have to wait till the start of a new year to say that we're going to make changes in our life for the better, hopefully, or right. for the worse for some people, but you don't have to make those changes. I mean, I've always been able to do that. Whatever I've said in my mind to say, okay, I'm going to stop doing this or start doing that or whatever it may be. And I just make that decision and do it. I, I don't think we have to wait. I don't see the big hype about, oh, it's a new year. I'm going to change. Cause if that's what you're waiting on the new year, I, I like I say, I, I lost some friends this past year. So you can't always wait to the new year to make those changes. So sometimes you just make the change right then. If you see the need for it, that's the way I go. Yeah. And Willie, like I said earlier, your wife runs it. Your wife sent <laughs> a message and she said, look at your phone. So she's telling you to look at your phone. <laughs> like she for real. Ah. She'll live. She'll live. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Now in regards to the new year's resolution, I kind of feel exactly the same way. You know, mm -hmm. I used to make New Year's resolutions. And like I said, sometimes I will do it on my birthday, you know, because that's a new year of life. Okay. I just set some goals that I want to accomplish that year. But it's not, I normally steer away from the things that I'm not going to do. I just always try to do things that improve my life in some fashion on my birthday. But I know a lot of people, you know, because like right now, it's the worst time to go to the gym. <laughs> and uh, it's the worst time. Well, not the worst time, but normally churches are packed out because people at the beginning of the year, they set all of these goals that I'm going to do better spiritually. I'm going to do better physically. So they are there, you know, January and by March, the gym is packed. Yeah, they're gone. They're they're gone. And I, and it's like, what happened to that resolution? You didn't lose that 20 pounds. You didn't even lose two. <laughs> <laughs> what about the other 19? You still got to go. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so do like, do you see a lot of people in the gym and everything when you go? Um, normally, yes. This morning when I went, it was empty. And I thought maybe because everybody hadn't went back to work yet. So. You know, I go at the crack of dawn when as soon as that thing open, I try to get in and get out before it gets before the crazies get in there. That's my motto. Let's get it in before the crazies. So I try to go then. So it, it probably packed later, but I'm sure every year it happens. You know, January 1st comes. Everybody gets a gym membership by March. They're just paying for the membership at that point. They're not coming. They're not committed. It's hard to make that commitment if you don't, if it's not a life and death situation for most people. They're like, eh, I don't have to work out. I can just walk. You know, it starts start off, I'll do that part at home. I'll just walk now. And then I'll do that a little bit less, a little bit less. Before you know it, you're back on the couch with those potato chips. So, <laughs> <laughs> sitting there watching TV, and you got Dorito crumbs on your shirt. Exactly, yeah. on your gym outfit. You got the gym outfit. On. <laughs> you know, you got the whole outfit on. <laughs> oh, they working their biceps out while they putting that Dorito yeah, up in their mouth. Yeah, yeah. you know how it goes. Because that's yeah. that's part of it too. They go and buy all these workout clothes, and they're matching from head to toe. You can always tell the new people they matching from head to toe. I'm talking about socks and everything. And you know the regular people are like he ain't gonna be here in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh wow, wow. Yeah. 
No, that's, but it, it is so true. You know, you go to the gym, like you said, you know, you go to the gym and they, those new people, they got their gear because their spouses bought them their new workout yeah. gear for Christmas and they trying to get the best of it, you know? So yeah. they are in there and um, they are, um, they are at it and trying to get their new body on. And by March, it's like, yeah, I don't think this is made for me. So you don't see them no more. <laughs> yeah, most of the time, though, I, I would advise anybody that's just starting a gym journey, um, find you someone that's already committed to the gym. If yeah. you're going to, th- that they're already committed, that they're going to go whether you're there or not, you know, and have them to be your accountability person. Because a lot of times, if it's just you, unless unless you're a self-willed person like me, that I, I can wake up without alarm clock. I do ninety-nine percent of the days. I I'm waking up before the alarm clock. Unless you're like that, it's gonna be tough. You're gonna have those tough days where your body's sore. You're like, uh, do I want to go? Mm. And yeah. and you'll find any excuse. It's raining. I ain't going. Mm-hmm. It's cold. I ain't going. <laughs> you know. I'll do it later. You know, you'll find excuse. So you have to just get up and do it yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that is so true because, yeah, I mean, the gym and right now is it's still cold. You know, it's still cold. So everybody know gym slows down in November, December, January slows down. So, you know, for those people that, you know, start out the beginning of the year, just make that New Year's resolution. You're going to start in March, you know, opposed to January. <laughs> <laughs> I was still in March because it's back warm. It's pretty yeah. outside. You feel good. You try yeah, you to can work. wear the cute outfits then. Yeah, you can wear the cute <laughs> outfits then and somebody can see you. So, yeah, just wait until uh, March before you come to the gym. Okay, and also, so- though, don't be intimidated by the dudes that's in there that's, like, you know, lifting the house. Don't be intimidated by them dudes that's been in there. Them guys been working out for years. or And I found out recently that, a lot of those guys are taking a lot of stuff to get their body to look like that. Cause after a certain age, you know, your body just can't perform like that. There, yeah. there was a big article talking about um, Dwayne Johnson, the rock. Cause he all self-proclaimed that he's all natural. And they're like at 54 years old, it's impossible to be natural, to be built like that. Yeah. So even with good genetics, they're like, no, Rock, you're on something. But he's not telling. That's his life. That's his story. He'll take it to his grave. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that is so. And I think that's that's the way that it is in anything, whether it is working out or just life in general. You can never compare yourself to someone mm-hmm. else because you don't know what measures they're going to to get the results that you're seeing that you are admiring a lot of people are doing a lot of crazy stuff you know to get that whether it's materialistic stuff houses cars workouts all that kind of stuff people are doing a lot of crazy stuff so you got to be careful who you compare yourself to okay so another thing okay so right now we know that people are back in church everybody is i'm gonna (laughs) do better with the lord (laughs) this year so first sunday of the year was this past first sunday you know and that that kind of lasts pretty much like uh, the gym the gym yeah (laughs) by gym by march they back saying they watching it online and know they had brunch so they know they watching yeah (laughs) drinking mimosas (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so willie let's talk about that there so because i think a lot of times too with people and the guests that was supposed to be on here tonight we're going to eventually get them back on here we were going to talk about balancing of how to be a christian and be young but still have balance you know what how how do you find balance with your christian walk and you know all it because i think that's probably what make people like fall off the wagon too by March, you know, it's spring and that's when everybody's sitting out on the patio drinking mimosas. You want to do that. So (laughs) how, how do you suggest somebody find balance in life? You have to find really what works for you. You know, you can't let someone else's um, thoughts and perceptions, you know, determine how you're going to walk with Christ and how it's going to work for you. And, and, it's just difficult. You have to, and my aunt used to always tell me this, um, study the word to show yourself approved. 
But she also says, study it for yourself so that nobody else can come and put all these different rules and regulations on you that have nothing to do with your salvation, have nothing to do with your walk in Christ. People tell you anything. Oh, you can't do this. You can't wear that. You can't go here. You can't. It's a long list of you can'ts when you join the church, a long list of all of they, they tell you everything you can't do. And then you look back and like, man, what can I do besides come to church? You know, you can't watch this. You can't be here like, man, do church people live? You know, and as I got older, I started understanding, no, don't look, that man rules. It says that nowhere in the Bible. It doesn't tell you anything. You're not going to hell if you go watch a football game, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's ridiculous some of the stuff they try to put on you, you know. And I think that's what hurt Christianity as a whole is everybody put so many rules on people that people couldn't couldn't live i mean you had to understand coming from no rules to a million rules yeah nobody can live like that man it's, it's just too tough for them so i would advise anybody that's trying to start a new walk with christ take it day by day read the bible for yourself i don't care who the preacher is i mean you can go to the tippity top of bishop jake's creffle dollar or, or whoever I mean, you have to study it for yourself. They did those guys. They they're you know, they're up in the clouds at this point. They're yeah. way above someone that's just walk, starting their walk today. You know, so it's kind of hard to just jump in and try to do what they're saying. You know, even financially, the things, the principles they try to teach you. You know, it's so far in advance. If you come from never having any money. And now you got a little bit of money, you know, you have to grow with it slowly. That's why so many lottery winners win all that money and they're back broke because they yeah. got it too fast. Yeah. So it's just like that with anything, man. Take it slowly. Take it at your own pace one day at a time. And you and God will direct you the right way, what's right and what's wrong. As they say, the Holy Spirit will convict you if you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And it's, it's funny how like, I mean, it's where you, what you said, you know, you have to study it yourself you know you have to yes. know the word for yourself because i never forget when i was growing up you know i mean i have all sisters so they couldn't wear pants you know whether it's in church or out of church mm -hmm. they could not wear pants and then you know my mom got with my dad and he started allowing my sisters to wear pants but then they could wear pants out of church but you couldn't wear it in church. church right so like nowadays <laughs> younger people younger generations they come to church they don't know the battle that oh, their parents yeah. and <laughs> their older siblings went through to be able to wear pants in church it, it was like a big deal and it was like back in the day they would some religion or denominations not religion some denominations would tell women if you wore pants you going to hell you yep. know that that was like a sin if you wore pants so it's like a lot of folks according to some of those people that's dead and gone y'all going to hell according to them <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? there's still some churches that are out there like that there's still some places where it's like hey don't you dare wear no pants in here you are your daughter y'all better put them put them long skirts back on reach down to the floor <laughs> yeah 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 that's how it used to be man and it's just it's i don't know it's you know, I think, and I've said this a thousand times on here or in, in life in general, and I'm saying the church, not the body of Christ. I'm talking about the people that are in these four walls. Right. They owe a lot of people an apology for a lot of things that they have crushed people, you know, by being judgmental and saying things and putting pressures on people that's not even biblical, but because right. you believe it and you're the one up teaching. And I see Marin is up here. She's listing them out. I know. Pants and jewelry, makeup, fingernail polish, all of those things, those younger listeners out there listening, all of those things were not allowed yeah. in, in the church. Shout out to Marion. I hope you're getting better on that knee. Been praying for you. And Absolutely. I ask Earl about you every week. <laughs> He's probably tired of me asking. <laughs> so I'm going to put that link out here again in this comment section because we want some of y'all to click on that link and you're going to appear on this screen and we want to hear what your New Year's re resolutions are. 
So Willie, you didn't make any New Year's resolution. You have no goals you are achieve, trying to oh, achieve. Oh, yeah, goals, yes. Yes, I do have goals that I'm trying to achieve, but that's every year that I have goals that I'm trying to achieve. Like, uh, I, I I have another thing that I, I have a lot of. It's, it's Levi's. I probably, I can't even count how many pairs of Levi's. I should own some stock in Levi's. But I said, anytime <laughs> I bring something something new in, I got to throw one item out. Cause it's getting ridiculous in that closet. So that's that's something I'm doing this year. If I break something in, something else got to go. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And and then so another thing about New Year's resolutions, and I think this is um, uh, something that people do not take into consideration when they're making New Year's resolutions. Sometimes New Year's resolutions, even though you're making these commitments to do new things. You have to also, and it's what you just said, technically, really, when you say you get something new, you get rid of something. So people have to understand that when you are um, like making on these New Year's resolutions, sometimes you got to let go of some things. Whether it's your thinking, you know, some of the things you're thinking, it could be people that you need to let go. It could be you know, a plethora of things, but people always, they never think about the baggage that they're bringing into the new year. And a lot of reasons, that's why they don't accomplish their their goals, you know, that they said at the beginning of the year. What do you think about that? Do you, because like I said, it's so good, that analogy that you, well, it's not an analogy, it's your real life principle, but it's a really good analogy of you get something new, you let something go. Yeah. You know, how do you apply that type of thinking to your everyday life? Well, you you got to look at life like this. It's a, every day is 100 percent. Right. And if I say I'm going to dedicate 20, 20 percent of this time to the gym, you know, another 40 percent to work, 20 percent of time to myself. And then you, you only got so much time left. You only got 20 percent time left. So that's your sleep. But some people like to sleep 40 percent of the time. You can't get that gym in. If you're trying to give the gym 20%, you can't get it. So you have to you have to make that balance and say, okay, if I want eight hours of sleep, or, or if I'm used to getting 12, I only can get eight now. So I can get get up, get dressed, get prepared, because you got the whole meal prep, getting dressed for the gym, driving to the gym, unless you got a home gym, working out, getting out of gym, showering either there or back at home before you go to work, you know, having your clothes prepared, all of that, that's all time. And you only, it's only 24 hours in this day. And and you're always trying to sleep eight of them, you know, so you got 16 hours and eight belongs to your job. What do you have left? And travel, getting to and from work, if you have to go into an office or whatever. So you have to, you only got so much. So you know something has to go. You can't keep everything. It's impossible to keep everything, you you know, it's just impossible. So I try that with just about everything at this point. Like, but I'm only going to get, if I know I'm a, we're going to be going out to dinner late on a Friday, I know it's going to be tough in the gym in the morning. Maybe I can go at five, but some Saturdays I have to go and, and do like the food drive thing. So I know uh, if I'm going to still do the gym, I got to go a little bit earlier. So you have to just plan it out, you know, be consistent. That's the key, being consistent, but plan out your time and space it out and commit to what you can commit to. Don't overcommit yourself, you know, because that's that happens a lot too. You you, oh, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna be there. Then comes today, the you don't have enough time because you're tired, you're worn out, you just can't make it happen. So remember, you only got so much amount that you only got a hundred percent. Can't do a hundred and ten percent. That's that's impossible. Yeah. That's impossible. Yeah. And it's like you said, you have to plan it out. And then yes. you have to also know that sometimes it requires sacrificing. Yes. You, know, you have to get, like you said, you have to give up some things or you maybe you can't do everything as long as you want to do it, you know, but I guess if you want to do everything, you just got to cut it short on some things so you can still accomplish that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, 30 minutes at a gym is better than zero minutes. So. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So and you married and you've been married for 20 some years. You've been out yes. of the dating scene forever. So oh yes. You don't know social media dating. You don't know online <laughs> dating. You don't know any of that stuff. I don't Probably. want to know it from the stories. I <laughs> Y'all was talking on walkie talkies when you was dating, weren't you? <laughs> no, I think 
think we had pagers. We was paging, sky paging, smart beep, and all that. We was beeping each other back then. <laughs> oh, so what do you think about people who go in and they say on day one, they say, oh, in 2023, I'm going to find my man or I'm going to find my woman Ooh. this year. What do you think about those people who said relationship resolutions? It's like, why do you do that? I've never went into a relationship thinking I'm trying to get married. Um, a buddy of mine, we just had lunch uh, this past week who I hadn't seen in probably three, four years because he was working or whatever. And he's single now. And he was like, man, I went on a date with this, this chick. And the first thing she started talking about was a wedding. He was like, this is our first date. You know, like she's already talking wedding. He like, I don't even know if I like her, let alone getting married. I was like, wow. He said, yeah, it's brutal out here, especially at the advanced age we're at now. We're not 20 no more. You know, we're in our 40s. You know, and he was like, yeah, but I ain't trying to, you know, he just got out of a marriage. He ain't ready to jump right back in. He's, he's like, this is the first person I went on a date with. The first person. And she, she's never been married. She has a kid. He's like, I'm not ready for that talk yet. I mean, I'm just trying to see if we even like each other. You know, like, that's all I wanted to even know, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. I don't know how I, I don't, I'm glad I'm not in that boat. <laughs> <laughs> so on your knowledge, do you think women become more aggressive with marriage the older they get? Or do you think they slow down with the aggression the older they get? Oh, I think they speed it up. But I think it's the sign of the times that we're in right now. I see girls, period, women, period, being more aggressive toward men as far as dating. And they, they, they're, you know, when I was coming up, we had to have a whole rap, a game to go up and just try to get the phone number. You know, at the, hey, my name is Willie. What's your name? Make a laugh or something to get a phone number. Now... The girls are hitting the DMs harder than the guys. You know, that's why so many single guys right now, because the girls are putting it all out there before, you know, the guy even says hi. It's like, man, they have my DMs telling me to meet them here, drop the Addy, I'll be here. They, it's turned up out there for them. So it's like, I, I tell my son that all the time, like, man, y'all don't have to have no game, no rap, no nothing. Y'all just... The girls just come to y'all. All you have to do is have on a nice pair of shoes and some jeans and a t-shirt. You you in. You know, a nice haircut. Yeah. Or not. They don't even care about the hair anymore. You guys have all kind of hairstyles right now. So Yeah, because everybody wants that Instagram life, man. So they go <laughs> off of what they see people posting and they think that it's the real deal and they fall in love with the pictures. <laughs> they fall in love with the pictures. And they, before they realize that the picture is just a picture they've given up sex they've done all of these type of things bought gifts and all of this other kind of stuff and then you fall in love with the picture but then you end up dating the reality of that person and Ooh. they're nothing like that picture you saw and i think a lot nobody of women get caught is. up in that and nobody's like the picture that they put out to the world everybody's different on the inside of who they truly are nobody is you know everybody tries to say oh what you see is what you get but it's a part of every person that they have to keep hidden you know from the world that that's their innermost they, they can't let everything out you know some people are it's too much for a lot of people to handle. So everybody puts on some kind of mask. I don't know anybody realistically that's a hundred percent every thought that's in their mind. They're not going to do that. No one is. Everybody has thoughts that, Oh, if I, that dude crossed me on the freeway, I kill him. You're not going to put that out to the world. You're going to kind of just let that be in your mind. So nobody's a hundred percent what they really are out there. And so if I'm going to put a picture out, you know how many filters and all kind of stuff I'm gonna put on that picture and makeup and you wake up next to a whole different person with these girls now, man. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so I got a question. Thank you, Marion, for asking this question. So Marion then kind of called me out. She said, Joe, where do you see yourself? I asked you this question before. <laughs> you have in the future as far as marriage. I don't. I don't. 
I don't see myself married ever. I have no desire for marriage, none at all. I think when I was early 20s, 21, 22, and I was going to my friend's weddings who I went to school with and everybody was getting married. And you feel that pressure at that point because it just seemed like this is what you're supposed to do at that point in your life because that's what everybody is doing. And then you just hold up three or four years and those same people that was getting married at 21, they're getting divorced <laughs> at 24, 25. And then, you know, the, you know, the longer you go, it's not, you know, cause I think in the world that we live in today, if we're honest with ourselves, anybody could be married. If you want to be married, you could be married. You know, it's, it's somebody out there for everybody. You may have to, Settle a little bit, I guess, according to some of your standards. But if people want to be married, anybody could be married nowadays. So I think, you know, but for me, um, the older I got, I just I mean, and maybe it's that I'm selfish with my life. I don't know. But I, I, I absolutely love my life the way it is. You know, I love it. And, and, and I think a lot of people get being married and being in a relationship they get that confused. I love being in a relationship. I'm a relationship guy. I have a, lo a lot of love to give. I just don't want to be married. I, I, I love my space. And I've said this a couple of times and people always get upset with me about this here. But in about two or three days, I, I want you to go home. <laughs> well, you definitely can't be married and say in yeah. two or three days, you got to go home. And then I mean, people... People be like, well, y'all can have two different houses. Who has two not different houses? No, Average I'm... people don't have, I mean, I mean, financially, <laughs> that's not even smart to have two different houses and you're married. You know, it don't right. make sense. So, yeah, no. So marriage for me, Marion, thank you for asking that question. Uh, in the future, no marriage for me ever. Which is, which is, um, I mean, it's fine if that's the, the life you want to choose because it is definitely your life. But I, I say this to anybody that's looking to get married, find someone that you're compatible with, someone that you that you enjoy laughing with, that, that you don't mind crying with, that you don't mind sharing the real you with, that the, the person that can see you and that you can see in their worst and you still love them and they can see you at your worst and still love you. You know, the person that you're going to be able to walk through anything with, you know, whatever they come home with, you're going to be able to handle it because it's that person. You have that type of commitment. I think that was the title of your show. Real dudes do commit. And and I think early on, uh, me and my wife, both, we were we were super young. We got married. We were 20. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what it took to make a marriage work. We didn't know what it took to make a marriage last. We didn't have examples of it or anything you know we kind of took it at one day at a time and we kind of grew up together in a sense at this point we kind of grew to know what's to be expected what her role is what my role is and i allow her to be her she allowed me to be me we don't try to control each other or yeah. dictate what each other do um even financially we're kind of like that we we both have a plan on where we want to be financially as far as how much money we need to both not have to work or what have you. And then we want have goals. Like we want a house at this point. We want cars. We want this. We want that. You know, what school we want our kid to go to. You know, he went to college. He's graduated. Thank God he's out of that. You know, all those kind of goals we had because we sat down and we kind of said, this is what we want with each other. So she, if, if it wasn't for her, I don't, I don't, a lot of stuff, I didn't carry anything. I ain't care nothing about no house. I, I had a little cutlass. I was happy with that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so she did push me in some areas and I'm sure I probably pushed her in areas too to say, let's think outside the box, you know? So we kind of just, you have to find someone that you can grow with, that's willing to grow with you and, and deal with you in, in your pains and in your, in your trash that you're going to bring along. Because everybody brings a certain amount of baggage. You know, I, I wasn't raised with my dad. She wasn't really raised by her mom. So we kind of had that in common. And she was trying to figure out what a mom should be. I'm trying to figure out what a dad would be. And ended mm. up, she was a great mother in my eyes. I mean... She was everything, you know, that I could ever ask for and for a mother for my son. I mean, she was strong. She was tough. She was independent. 
she was all of that, you know, so it worked out. And she always tells me, oh, you were a great father to him, you know, because I didn't have that. So we were very supportive in everything he did. We was always there for him. And, you know, he got to do way more things than we ever imagined growing up. So looking for a person that you have to be all of that with, it's tough because there's a lot of knuckleheads out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. tough. So I can imagine, I can see why people, especially in this social media age where everybody wants everything right then, right there. Oh, you got to have a six-figure income. You got to have, I didn't have no six-figure income when we were first meeting. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I think I was making eight bucks an hour. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she she rode through all of that with me. And I, and yeah, you would have you been single back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you right. would have been single, brother. That's and you know, saying. the funny thing about it, people always want to say like, men they they want to say watch how a man like pay attention to the relationships he had as examples but you you didn't come from a house where your parents you know exactly gave I didn't a good, really, you didn't have that role model. and see i did you know i my, my mom and my dad they were married over 40 years until he passed and my oldest sister she's been married to her husband 25 years my youngest sister been married 30 years and then i have wow. another sister been married 20 years so i have great examples of marriage and i think marriage is beautiful i think it's beautiful for people who want it though yeah, so you have to want to share your life because you have exactly to want to share your life. Yeah. 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 So if you want marriage, it's a beautiful thing if you want it, you know, but if you somebody that's just getting married because you feel pressured because of whatever age it is or because you want kids, no, nah, you, you, you don't need to be married. If you don't want to be married, don't get married. Don't right. get married. And, and, and you got to get rid of the checkbox. Oh, he's got to make this much. She's got to have this. She's got to have that. Cause that, you're going to be looking for, I mean, marriage isn't 50, 50. I don't know what anybody, I don't know why people, Oh, it's 50, 50. It's not 50, 50. Some days I'm giving 90, some days she's giving 10, some days she's giving a hundred and I'm giving nothing. That's just how it goes. It depends on the day and what's needed to make it work. And that's the end goal is to make it work. So stop being 50 50 and expecting that sometimes she was working i wasn't i was working she wasn't and then we're both working so you can't you can't go in it thinking oh he got to make this he got to make that you don't know what the future holds because i'm sure when we were dating we i didn't think that i'd be where i'm at you know and she probably didn't either (laughs) you know just like hey two young kids we like each other let's see what can happen (laughs) yeah 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 you just got to yeah, you just got like you said you got to make it work it's a battle every day and that's mm-hmm. and that's in life in general you know not just with marriage you know and that's one thing i was saying in the beginning like when i wake up every day i set goals for myself you know right. for that day mm-hmm. that, that day that i'm trying to accomplish and there are some days that i i come out a winner on everything and then there are some days that i don't you know i i, I missed the mark on some things and then the next day i just get up again and I start all over again, probably with new goals. I just be like, hell, I didn't make that work yesterday. I'm not trying it today. I don't feel like doing it. So. Yeah, that's good. It gives you purpose, though, when you wake up and say, I have to accomplish this, 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 and this. It gives you a purpose for that day. You know, you're not just, you know, in a malaise, just walking around like a zombie. You actually have things that you have to accomplish in that day or that you're trying to accomplish. Whether you meet them or not, doesn't matter it's that you're at least attempting to do something you know yeah somebody said oh this is tammy she said the requirements people have on their list are things that can't bring to the table oh so she yeah she's pretty much she's pretty much saying um like i guess in regards to dating uh both men and women they 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 have all of these requirements that they want in their mate but mm-hmm. then they don't even bring these same things to the table. You know, they want somebody <laughs> to make six figures and you making 23000 as a, a sales rep at Coles. You know, get your butt somewhere and sit down. <laughs> and, and, and I, you know, being young and finances are, are rough when you're young. You know, I, I was just telling a friend of mine the other day that I was hanging out with, 
like, man, because we were driving through this area. And I said, we used to live in some apartments that are no longer there. And said, we we didn't even have a car. We walked to the grocery store and carrying groceries back. People don't want to struggle like that no more. They like, I want you to have a car, a nice car. Not just no Honda or no Toyota, which nothing's wrong with them. They want you to have a BMW, a Mercedes. It's like, you're 24. What you got that kind of money from? You know, quit making these crazy requirements for people because people are not living like this. The average 24-year-old is in a lot of debt right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Put it to you. They got all kind of debt. Student loan debt. They owe on this apartment. They owe. They can't afford the insurance on the car they're driving. Got a cell phone bill out this world. So people just got to be more realistic in their requirements of what they're expecting and what age. Now, at 40, yeah, he should have something at 40. He's been around long enough. He should have something to the table. And so should she. You know, it goes both ways. But if both of y'all at 40 and y'all both uh, sales rep at Kohl's, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's lower them expectations. You know, he's not here to save you and you not here to save Y'all better get some savings on the discount. Y'all get that. Oh. <laughs> and ain't nothing wrong with working at Kohl's. No, nothing here. at all. Nothing if, any, at all. If, if life hit over here, who wouldn't have a problem checking y'all out at Kohl's? It is me. <laughs> I'll be right, going... Hey, I'll be right next to you. Say, what time are you going to lunch, man? <laughs> 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 nothing is wrong with Kohl's. Wow. So yeah. I see we got Runette Benjamin out there. What's up, Runette? Thank you for tuning in. And I see Saron and Serge from the podcast. Straight up, real. Oh talk yeah, and there. and let Serone and Serge know Kanye is a genius. Oh! <laughs> Y'all heard it again. Kanye is a genius. Kanye is a genius. Uh, oh, so we got to come in here. Yeah, this microwave uh, society doesn't allow people to develop relationships. People mostly post their wins on social media, and that is. So true. You cannot take what you see on social media as, yeah, you can't take that as real life no more. But but also this, though, they post their wins. But when someone posts their, 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 their down moments on social media, we kind of look at them differently, too, though. You know, uh, what was the guy? Um, Tyrese. What do you want from me? And all of that. Everybody kind of looked like, what's going on with him? Is he losing it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you can't, it's almost like you, you you can't win on social media. That's why I don't do a lot on social media, because it's almost you can't win. You post your ups and never post your downs, then you post your downs, and everybody like, oh man, he didn't fell off hard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we we got an old rebuttal here. They coming for us tonight. <laughs> they said, uh, I think differently. Okay, thanks, my two cents. Thanks for your <laughs> two cents. So if I'm a five, I can't want a 10. If I'm making 35K a year, of course I want someone to make six figures. Okay, so I will, I'm gonna let you come on come in on that and then I'm gonna come in after you. Um, in the words of the great Kevin Samuel, no, I'm just (laughs) do not resurrect him, leave him where he's at. I knew I would get that out of you. (laughs) Please do leave him where he's at. Sorry, Kevin. I mean, it's nothing wrong with you wanting more from the from the guy, but you can't have that as I don't think it's fair to have that as a requirement. Because what if he? Because if a guy makes a certain amount, he's looking for a chick that's different. Also, his 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 standards are different. You know, at that point, because he's not looking to carry all the load. You know, most men don't want to carry. He wants someone to be a help meet. You can't help me meet if you're making a third of what I make. Because when I want to drive a Mercedes and you say, well, we both need to have them. Well, your 35 don't equal a Mercedes. Your 35 equals you and a Camry. And my 100 makes me in a Mercedes if I want. Yeah. So it's it's the unequally yoked type thing, you know. So let's, unless that's what he's looking for, to, to be the savior in your situation, to, to make that 100 to 135 together. It, it depends on the individual, really. That's yeah. what it depends on. Yeah. And see, how I see about this here, my two cents. So <laughs> how, what I think on this here. So first off, you know, 
Now, money-wise, I, I, I think a little bit different on money. So if you make $35,000, I don't think it's wrong for you to want somebody that makes six figures because you may add value in another way that's not financial. Right. You may add value. So that value that you may bring to the relationship may be worth that difference in salary increases. I, I, I do believe that. So money-wise, I don't think it's anything wrong with someone uh, coming to the table and they're wanting someone that makes a certain amount of money because they know what type of lifestyle they want to live. And then also they know the value that they can bring to someone's life. But the first part of this question where they say, so if I'm a five, first off, two cent, you've already rated your own self low. So you think low of your own self. So a 10 is not going to fool with you. A 10 is not going to fool with you because you don't even think highly of yourself. Whether how, Regardless of how much money you make, you should always think of yourself as a 10 or maybe a nine if you don't want to be arrogant or cocky or nothing be like that. Be arrogant, girl. Be arrogant. Be arrogant. But <laughs> you coming up here already short, short, you know, you know, shorten yourself by saying you're a five. You're half of what that person is already. So if that person is a 10, probably they're not going to be interested in you. I think a 10 would go down to eight or seven and a half. They'll well, give you a 25% with, with discount. Guys, it's kind of different, though. It's kind of different. A 10 chick, she'll settle for a seven, eight guy. But if the guy thinks he's a 10, he's looking for a 20. You know, how guys, <laughs> are, guys are very... That's why they have such thing as trophy wives. You, you don't just see... cut two cent off at the ankles. <laughs> I'm two just cents saying and they're five, and you just said a twenty. But I'm just saying that's that's just how guys have been for. I don't know. That's that's why guys go after money because you see it all the time. This 60, 50, 70, 80 year old guy with some twenty year old chick, and you're like, what in the world? Well, look at his bank account. That's what she's interested in. There's no way you can tell me that this young lady is interested in this old wrinkly dude. Period. But he affords her the lifestyle that she wants. So she says, you have my, my youth. You have my youth and I can go and shop all I want. I don't have to worry about anything financially. And that's what happens. So if you're a five, if you think yourself a five and you're looking for, uh, what's the guy, Idris Elba, probably not going to happen. Yeah, you're not gonna get an Idris Miss Juicy. No, (laughs) Miss Juicy. Wow, Miss Juicy, baby. (laughs) I mean, it it, it happens, but it's very unlikely that that's gonna happen unless he. I mean, this guy has to be the most humblest guy in the world. (laughs) He has to be, and I don't know too many guys like that. So we got another question here from Runette. Thanks, Runette. Question is, will I still want you when the financial or material things no longer exist? Exactly. That's ex- that is perfect, perfectly said right there. Because what happens when he loses that 100K job? Then you're like, uh, my 35 can't, can't keep this house. We got this five-bedroom house and, and these two cars. So do you want him? And that's the first thing. Like, I can't do this. That's first. I you see it all the time. Women will tell you, "The man, I can't do this. I'm not here for it." It takes a strong woman to say, "You know what? I see you down, and I'm gonna ride with you." You know that's why I love my wife right now. Because when I was down, she was able to say, "Hey, I, hey, we're gonna make it work. I'm gonna stick beside him." As that that TikTok thing say, "I'm gonna stick beside him." <laughs> yeah. Will are they coming for us tonight? So we got another comment here. They ain't they coming for us. I disagree. Okay, go El Boogie. Boogie. Is that Boogie or Boogie? Yeah, we'll just go with you. So mm-hmm. I disagree. It always been okay for a man to trade down, but a woman can't. Correct. <laughs> trade down financially, but he's not trading down on the five that she rated herself or what have you. He's not trading down on that. Financially, yeah, a hundred million era would go to a chick that's working at Walmart, but she has to look the part. (laughs) She has to look the part. She Mm -hmm. has to look the part. And then she goes on and said, a man can save a chick and it's all good. But a lady in the same situation will say they don't want no scrub. Whoa. 
<laughs> I know who that is. I know who El Boogie is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. The chick is going to say, I don't want no scrubs. Because that's why she said, I'm 35K and he need to be six figures. Because if he 25K, he can't do nothing for He can look just like, he can be Idris Elba twin at 25K. But again, <laughs> but again, it's it's that whole same thing. You know, when you, you can't go in and say that because a person makes less than you, that they can't do anything for you. Because like I said, they can add value in other work, in other ways. So say since you get a dude and you're a business owner. Mm -hmm. And this guy is a tax accountant. He can handle your taxes. He can keep your company in line. So he's adding value that you will be giving, paying someone else thousands of dollars to handle up for your business. So I don't think when it comes to money part of it, I don't think you should count anybody out by the amount of money that they make because they can always add value in other areas. But like I said, the mind part though, if you come in and you think yourself, you are a five out of 10, we kind of got some problems right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't need to be, you, no, you don't need to be going for no 10. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, they could, there's nothing wrong with them wanting that, but being realistic is probably not going to happen, you know, unless that guy sees her as a 10. If but he's probably that. not. He's probably yeah. not. Because the energy she's giving off. If if someone <laughs> can <laughs> You like, nope, it ain't happening. No, it ain't happening. If you can type now two not, cents, it's it's possible. Judge said no, but I'm saying it could happen. Two cents, you typed, you typed <laughs> that you were five. You typed that you were five. And I, I two cents, yeah, two cents, you typed that you were five, and you say you want a ten. <laughs> nah, that ain't gonna happen. Uh, anything left man. with the money. Anything's possible. <laughs> Two cent. <laughs> Two cent. Don't listen to Willie, because all all that ten is gonna do is use you up and make you feel like a three when they dump you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Don't do it, two cent. Don't do it. Willie is gonna uh, get you into some trouble. Do not do it. It's possible, man. Anything's possible. Anything. <laughs> well, Willie, this is dude. We have been going for an hour and nobody. So L is that L Boogie? Yeah. So L Boogie, can you? I'm about to put a link in here. Can you click on this here? We want to see your face on camera tonight. <laughs> oh, I already know that's gonna be a no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody click on that link. Tyson, Marion, uh, Live, Love, lie, uh, Laugh. Y'all click on that link. We want to hear your resolutions before we click out of here tonight. My two cents. Come on, click on it, Tammy. Y'all click Runette. Click on that link. Let us let us see your face. I can't believe you said it ain't possible. Anything's possible, man. Well, you see, two cent ain't clicked on that link. <laughs> don't, two cent, please don't click on the link. Two cent, like you said, you already said you're five. Do not click on that link. Do not click on the link and don't pay me no attention. Two cent. Please don't pay me no attention. Oh, okay. Uh, Mary KG said anything possible. Yeah, that's right. KG did say anything's possible. Who is KG? Kevin Garnett. When he won his first on first and only championship, he said when he got the microphone, anything is possible. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> not um, that. Hell, boog, boogie, boogie, boogie. You just keep on believing anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. I'm gonna call him later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, my two cents said my five ass ain't clicking. Okay, my two cents. Okay, uh, yeah, okay, for two cents. You probably more than a five. You just don't realize it. Someone has to see that ten in you. Yeah, two cent. If you don't see it in you, they ain't gonna see it in you because you're gonna talk him down. You gonna, you gonna talk him down. He's gonna be like, Oh, yeah, two, that's a three. So, yeah, <laughs> don't believe it. Don't believe it. Two cents. 
Well, Willie, this has been amazing having you on here, dude. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for inviting me. And so y'all see why this is my boy. Y'all see why I love (laughs) this dude here. Uh, So, Willie, do you want them to follow you anywhere, or do you just want to leave it here? Uh, we can just leave it here. We'll the next time I'm on, we'll do all of that. The next time you're on, you told me you ain't coming back on here no more. I said not next week. I didn't yeah. say no more. I said not next week. I won't. Yeah, see that. Thank you, Mary. Mary said this was good. Thank everybody for watching tonight. Tyson, thank you. You didn't click on that link and come on here with your uh, New Year's resolutions. But thank you guys for watching tonight. Tammy, thank you for watching. I mean, handling the chat. And again, Marquita, thank you from the bottom gonna, of my heart. She's going to kill you by saying Marquita. Her name Marquita, is Marquita. Yeah. Marquita, Marquita, <laughs> you know, I'm from the hood. We just see the Q in there. Lucky I didn't call you Marquisha. So, <laughs> <laughs> Marquita, thank you for letting Willie come on the show tonight. So, we appreciate you. I think, guys, y'all have a... Oh, but before you click off of here, make sure you click on that like. Please click on the like. Also, share this with your family and your friends. And then also go out and follow it on Facebook, um, on TikTok and Instagram. And we will see you guys again next week. Willie was supposed to be here next week. Was, and I thank Willie for coming in. He stepped in for the guest tonight. So he was supposed to be next week. So we're going to have a physical uh, fitness trainer next week and we're going to see if y'all still in the gym on y'all second week of the new year <laughs> and we're going to give y'all some tips on what well, he's going to give y'all some tips on uh <laughs> he's going to give y'all some tips on your workout runette said i wish i would have caught the live earlier okay yeah she said she would have probably came on okay well i guess that's what she's saying well we'll have another chance runette you come on next week everybody just have good lighting and we're going to put y'all on here I think, guys, have a great night. Peace. Take care.